Waller, are you marching for Biden today? Marching? No, he won today. Finally, he won. Dancing? I know, but you're are you dancing in the streets with everybody? I feel better, which is surprising. You know, I'm Mister Cynical, yeah. and I actually am like, yeah, this is good. Um, yeah. Well, you're a big cable news junkie. No. You you watch a lot of cable news. No. <laughs> yes, you do. No. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, for real? Are you being real right now? I watch a lot of PBS Frontline. I I remember having conversations with you where you talk about how you watch because you want to know what's going on. So you watch you'll watch CNN and Fox News. Well, and like I don't like to watch CNN clips. I like to watch Fox News clips. I will watch Tucker Carlson on YouTube. Yeah. To get the like and jack off. Well, just I want to see the I want to see the take because like you know yeah 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 you know what's actually one of the best news sources breitbart.com and and not the head i've heard that but not the headlines what you have to do is you have to scroll to the bottom so th the opinions section well no because they're just on our radar they're just posting other articles from other websites but like oh, breitbart totally had the um because i read breitbart i knew florida was going to go trump because they had the registration data that showed like republicans in the last four years registered two hundred fifty thousand voters and democrats mm. had done almost nothing like there was no outreach in florida and like seeing that i was like oh shit that's gonna be bad and that's why i knew florida was gonna go red but they didn't list the other states so when it came Florida, when it came to like Wisconsin and Michigan, I had no idea. Or like Pennsylvania, I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. I if Florida. Oh, they didn't list them because they were gonna be blue. You think is that what you're saying? Well, possibly, but they don't. Yeah, like they won't list something that doesn't, that won't tell. Like they won't give the full story. They'll just give the news that will like make their readers happy. But like, no one was reporting that. Right. Um, no one was talking about the Florida voter registration stats at all. Um, that's great. This is who gives a shit. This is fucking. Let's talk. This is better than real time at Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah. He got a standing <laughs> ovation is, last oh my night. God. He came out. He did. He came out, and the audience gave him a standing ovation. <laughs> and he's like, "I know why you're happy because it looks like Biden's gonna win." And then balloons fell from the ceiling. He did it. Yeah, he did it. Work, he, he's really worked hard the past four years, and he did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, so let's get to our movie. Um, yeah. Sallow. Do you want a screen share, by the way? <laughs> Just talk right over me. Are we screen? <laughs> I don't, well, Should I've we? I started talking. Listen, on my end, I talked, and then you started talking. I don't even know if there's a movie I want a screen share, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Wild, dude. I know. I had to watch. I've watched it twice this year. I had to rewatch it within the same year for this. Hold on. Let me and open my window. It's hot in my room. You get. You're getting hot thinking about this movie. You know, I was listening to a podcast this morning about the most fucked up movies ever made, and they were talking about Salo, and they were saying like, I don't think I would even want to watch it again. It's so intense, and like. 
I love, I genuinely love this movie and enjoy watching it. And I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel bad for one moment. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I just think it's like, it's like, yeah. You're like eating jujubes while you watch it and like just having a great time. I literally made popcorn. Nice. You know? That's when you're really like, really relishing in a movie, movie's experience. I eat popcorn for every movie. Oh really? Yeah, it's fun. What a fun guy. I uh, I think this movie is um, I think it's a just a barrel of laughs. Yeah, it sure is. It's funny. It is. I mean, yeah, it is. It is really funny. It's supposed to be funny. Like it's or it's supposed to be like so grotesquely over the top. It's like cartoonish. I mean, the thing I feel like the fact that the president is cross-eyed is like a dead dead giveaway like you know you're supposed to be really laughing it up with this one um yes i don't know if it's i've never seen the theater i don't know if that's if that's like a big laugh the president's cross what about when he's getting ass fucked all right you're getting (laughs) you're getting ahead of yourself sorry so like I, i got too excited i picked this movie about a week and a half ago because I had a feeling Trump was going to lose. And I had a feeling like, even though all the polls were like so ridiculously crazy, I felt like I was like, I just feel like he's going to lose. He's going to go down. Like this is like with the pandemic and the economy and everything, like he's not going to survive this. So he's going to be a lame duck. And Salo is a portrait of a lame duck regime and what they do with like the limited time they have left and right the movie it's an art film from the mid 70s made in Italy based on a Marquis de Sade story that was never finished just sort of half written and outlined and mm-hmm. uh, the director and writer Pier Paolo Pasolini he um he updated it to take place in fascist Italy. And it's about four leaders. Um, the president who is cross-eyed and we will talk a lot about him. There's the Bishop. He's the best. He's the religious leader. Then, um, he's cool too. There's like a banker. And then there's a, the beard guy. No, that's not the, that's the mustache guy. That's the mustache guy. The bald guy. He's the banker. Okay. And then the guy with the beard, okay. he's like a judge. But I forget what they call him. It's like the magistrate. magistrate? Yeah, he's like a... That's like yeah. a, apparently a lower level judge. Which I don't... I, I'm not really sure what that means, but I guess that's... He's just a judge. So I guess that's... Um, I guess... Okay. Um, you know, Pasolini had a lot... Had a bone to pick with these four areas of... Um, power and while the movie is about fascist italy it also is a metaphor for modern consumer culture in capitalist italy or it's an allegory how so so that's the how so the there's consumerism which is an obsession of pasolini it's like an ongoing theme in his work yeah yeah so that's touched upon in this movie 
this guy's trying really hard to make it sure everybody knows he's an anarchist. He's not an anarchist. He's I a, bet he was he's, one of those guys an anarchist. that wore a Che shirt. He's a communist. I bet he wore that Che shirt everywhere he goes. Yeah. They see what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. So we're still on the premise. Okay. So these four right. four powerful men, in the beginning of the movie, they make a pack. And apparently the war is over or the war is, get, is they're losing the war. And they decide to have a crazy <laughs> hedonistic um, experience where they they do a bunch of things. The first thing they do is they marry their daughters. That's the second scene in the movie. Did you pick up on that? I did pick up on that. Dude, the, I got to say um I watched the first time I watched it uh I watched the Italian audio. Yeah, the dubbing. Subtitles. The dubbing. Uh, the first time I watched it, I watched with subtitles, but this time I watched the English dubbing. And yeah, it was much better. Me too. And I feel like you can really pick up on. Yeah, well, first of all, the dubbing. I feel like that it was done for this is like really good, where like the performances in the English dub are actually like really good. Most Italian um, dubbings are and really like, good. Mm, and also, we should um, say that even the Italian version is dubbed, and there are. He'll even do things sure. with different different Italian actors doing their voices. Like the president, that's not... I don't even think that's his voice. Oh, weird. He like but a, he looks so much like that guy. <laughs> you know, that like that's his voice. Apparently those were his like... Like he would have like his poet friends and like intellectual friends and people he knew in the world and God, liked. That's cool. Yeah, so... It'd be cool if the president had like a really like deep, smooth voice. Like Barry White in real life. Or like Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Just some real alpha voice shit. Yeah, and also, did you pick up that the bishop doesn't have any daughters? One of them has two daughters. Uh, no. Yeah, because he's, a, he's, a, he's Catholic. He can't... or he. Oh, I see. He can't have children, so one of them has two daughters. I think the banker. Man, that's good Good thinking on their part. No. That's, pro that's problem solving. Yeah. Did you, do you, did you see those daughters ever again after that scene? Yeah. No. Look, I looked up. I've I've read about this movie on Wikipedia a little bit afterwards, so I feel like I fucking know my shit. The daughters are the ones that are naked serving them the whole time. Like they're the um. The, the naked waitresses, like the people in the yeah who's serving them food. Yeah, those are the daughters. And they, the part of their thing was during the their 120 days of just good old fashioned family fun. Uh, they were like, "Oh, the daughters have to be naked the entire time." Just some real, real fucked up shit. So the first, let's ignore the daughters because let's go to the the second. But wait, scene. we should talk more about the backstory. I feel like because the so Sallow is about like. It's set in 1944, 1945, where like um, it's like a puppet state that the German, that the Nazis set up in Italy, the Republic of Salo. No, Mussolini set it up. Yeah, but it was something about with the Germans. I thought. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't really. I he doesn't. He he's not explaining anything. I mean, those are definitely Nazis. Right. But like, I guess Italy and Germany are connected in the northern border, right? Uh, or Austria, maybe. I don't know, man. 
Am I supposed to know what countries are connected? Well, I believe your wife went there two years ago and went to both countries. <laughs> I went to Italy two years ago with her. Don't erase me. I think no. There's definitely a. Don't erase my experience. All right. Look, we don't know what's going on in this movie, but yeah, it works. It's, so these guys, these guards, are capturing all the all the hot teens. All the hot men. The men with the big dicks. Well, we don't. We just don't see them capturing the, the girls. Well, they're just their ki- their daughters, so they just have them. No, there's there's girls. There's nine boys and nine girls. Okay, you don't understand up... what I'm saying. Those are different characters. Pause. D- pause this. Pause, like Did while you... you're scrolling. These are the, the daughters. This is so annoying the way you're doing this. Well, I don't care. Why are you? Is it in slow motion or something? What the fuck? Oh, it's been. That, these are the daughters. Yeah, this is a. And they're wearing yes. fancy outfits, and then they marry these. They marry them. Yeah, and the that and that and the guys who are doing this with, are the guys they captured hair. earlier. Yeah, who's this guy by the way? This uh, handsome <laughs> soldier guy who is. A, who's this? He, hands- is he in other stuff? I feel like it looks familiar. Oh, who's the actor? He's got beautiful eyes. Yeah. I don't know. It's really this movie lies. is so hard to get any information on because if you go on IMDb and you click on one of the four main characters, for example, in their IMDb IMDb screenshot is just a picture of all four of the characters. So you're like, oh, nice. It's like because they're most of them have, are only in this movie, and they're in these like right. tableaus, these like beautiful wide shots with multiple actors. Um. So. Basically, they have, like, there's four powerful men. They then get four young, strong guards with large penises, apparently. They have their four daughters. Why apparent? Why do you say apparently? Well, I mean, that's what they should reveal at the end of the movie, but I don't remember them discussing that. Maybe they did. Yeah, I saw that on Wikipedia, too. They were, like, like studs yeah. or whatever. Um. See, and this is when they marry the daughters amongst right. each other. Amazing set. Yes, quite good. Um, We're just trying to figure this goddamn movie out because it is <laughs> wild. Yeah. Do you think the daughters are are pumped? No. One of them, one of them just got spit in the face. That's true. That she probably didn't like that. But you see what I mean, like. Did the, any of those actresses make an impression on you? Like, I can't, I can't tell you what they look like. Yeah, they were quite, quite forgettable, if you ask it's me. It's quite brief. And then those, those women who played, they're not in the movie. That, Am I wrong? Go back, go back. Why are you skipping so far? Ahead? Okay, there they are. They're the ones serving food. <laughs> so they serve food. Yeah, they end up just serving food naked. Um. All right. So they marry the daughters. Then they get nine boys and nine girls. Yep. And what they plan on doing is raping and torturing. Well, they have to. Yeah, they have to. They get. They round up a bunch of them, and then they pick, pick the best. Nine. Yeah, they pick not, the best yeah. ones. Um. And like they reject some of them because of their teeth. Right. And that's see that's this that's scene. where the consumerism comes in. What he's saying is. Oh, I see. What he's trying to say is like consumerism turns us into products amongst, amongst yes. each other in society. Like we start by like choosing your sexual partner 
explicitly because of the size of their genitals. You know, it's a very transactional relationship. You're not thinking about... That's like wanting to get the new iPod just because, you know... Yeah. So I have the new... like the, That's like wanting the Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, like you, um, you need... Can you pause it real quick? <laughs> just kidding. He's looking at two young men's penises on screen. Yeah, this uh, scene when I was watching it um, the other night, my wife came in right as the on the shot where they're of the boys like holding their shirts up and then at the pan down and she's like uh what are you watching um and i was like i was like don't worry this is satire don't worry i'm this uh, is a satire you don't understand this is satire you don't understand apparently people didn't understand because it was quite controversial when it came out yeah and the other the other thing is like this isn't an erotic movie at all which is so funny because people like accused it of being like explicit or like pornography or not having any you know deeper meaning it's just like it's just supposed to be shocking and like people will say it's just shocking and exploitation but it's not it's i mean those people are dorks they're dorks and they probably haven't seen the movie because right because it's my yeah my wife said she didn't want to see it when i described it to her she says she doesn't want that kind of thing in her life. <laughs> I mean, there are positive female characters. I mean, because they're, in addition to the four daughters, the four guards, the nine boys, the nine girls, there are also four old prostitutes who delight everyone with disgusting stories. Yeah, I love the storytellers. Yeah, they tell great stories. Totally. And also with, like, you know, flair and stuff. The other thing about this movie that makes it non-pornographic is while it's about such shocking subject matter, aesthetically, it's very beautiful. And he's working with the best people in terms of costumes, in terms of production design, in terms of music. Like Ennio Morricone did the music. Um, Dante, yeah, totally. Dante Ferretti did the production design. He's a very famous Italian production designer. He did the sets for Gangs of New York. Like, holy shit! These are all people at the top of their game, and that's one thing that's really that was really hard for me to get into Pasolini, like, or like really hard for me to wrap my head around. Was like, um, I didn't. I think the dubbing kind of threw me off, which happened with a lot of Italian movies I watched in high school, but. I he's making so many different choices that as an adult and the older you get the more you understand the more you know you can you're seeing the choices but when you're when you're just used to American like after this happens to you yeah after you've or after you've done it to someone else you 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 understand it happens to you when you're young and then when you get older you end up doing it to someone else it's like I've become my parents you know yeah that's part of the uh I think Cat Stevens, he was thinking of Salo when he wrote the song Cats in the Cradle. Yeah. Is that Cat Stevens? Um, I don't know. Who gives a shit? But, like, (laughs) their costumes are so good in this movie. Like, the color palette is so nice and subdued and gray. Yeah. Everything is... But interesting that the costumes are also good, but, and, like, you know, the... the rooms are are kind of palatial, but also like decrepit. Yes, 
Yeah. You know? It's like... Nice little touch. little subtle touch that only the most astute film watchers can pick up on. So, well, welcome. It's not just a random old building they're in, right? Which is in a lot of exploitation. In a lot of exploitation movies, they will be in one set that is kind of decrepit. You know, like a castle, an old castle, an old mansion. I mean, how many old horror movies and thrillers take place in a location like that? You know, just right. just because it's cheap, just because it's there. Is this a, a specific mansion that has any significance? I have no idea. That's one thing I wish I knew more about his movies. Like, I don't know all the subtleties of the locations. Whereas like, if I watch an American movie, I can know like they're in San Francisco, they're in Boston. That's a different flavor. They're in new right. Orleans. It's like, Oh, wait a minute. This mansion, this is where I grew up with this one. It's like, Oh, they're I grew in... up in the sallow mansion. I know so little about the Italian fascism. Like I know Rome is Southern Italy, but I don't know what's going on in Northern Italy. All I know is they're like, they're Milanese or whatever. That's where it goes down. They're blonde or, you know, yeah, that's where that's where you know what happened. Literally, everything yeah. I know about the history of Italy is from Dennis Hopper's monologue in True Romance. That's basically <laughs> all I know. Probably covers it. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so these four guys, they're just they're picking over. You know what I? You know what I will say about these four guys? At least they're hot. Yeah, they're they're truly disgusting looking. Um. Who would you say is the most handsome guy? Who would I fuck? Well, who <laughs> would you say is like the I most handsome looking guy in the movie? Like who's the most attractive? Of the four of them? Yeah. Um, I know who I have my pick. I can say first. I think it's the bearded guy. Yeah, I was going to say bearded guy. I think he's the most I think he's the most famous actor too. Really? And he has done and did the most of the work. I mean, I don't I, I don't want to give you an ironic answer. And say the president or whatever, because obviously he's got cross-eyed stuff. Like I'm gonna give you the sincere answer of telling you the bearded guy is the most fuckable. The I mean, look, the cross-eyed guy, the president, he steals the movie. This is he's the star of the movie. That's for fucking sure. He's like the Urkel of this movie. Did you look into his background? No. Okay, so I looked him up, and basically Pasolini said this guy had been acting for 20 years and never had a line in a movie. <laughs> He was just like, <laughs> you know, he's like the guy that gets Wait, like. Wait, is the cross-eyedness? <laughs> yeah. Is that natural? And he didn't even. Like, and then, ironically, he dubbed him in Italian with another actor. And very nice. He's like the guy in Bicycle Thieves who just like gets slapped in the face and like you don't see again. Like he he would just have these non-verbal roles. Um, I don't. He wasn't in anything big. Like where he just looks cross-eyed. He wasn't even in Bicycle Thieves. He was in like weird melodramas that I don't know anything about. That's kind of like that's kind of like Jeremy Evanstein. I feel like if like you cast Jeremy Evanstein in something. Yeah, well, and uh, I think it's a brilliant move because it's like you get this guy who's pathetic, or you know, you get this like a small-time person, and then it's like in that role of president, he's unleashing his like inner fury, his like all this pent up oh, yeah, aggression. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing casting. Um, also because the cross eyes, I mean, you know, can't go wrong with that. Well, that's a big thing with Italian neorealism and like Italian 
films in general is just interesting faces like just if they look cool put them in the movie like who cares what language they speak or what country they're from i want that face i mean the other guys besides the hot beard bearded guy the other guys are pretty gross pretty ugly yeah um dude imagine if one of if like instead of the bearded guy it was that guy that fat guy in the in in the weird hat the boy pimp from that yeah from the first scene or the early scene i love that guy because that guy is super gross yeah he's awesome um the four prostitutes i believe the two with the biggest speaking roles are in a lot of movies they definitely come across like experienced actresses oh i mean they're delivering quite show-stopping performances in the movie and out of the movie absolutely you know they're commanding the room they also never really engage in any sex, which is, I don't know. That's a little disappointing. Well, I think the idea, it's like, I think the idea is that they, well, they're like middle-aged prostitutes. They're kind of like motherly figures, but they're, you know. You think they've uh, given up? You think they're retired? You don't think middle-aged prostitutes have sex? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not thinking about that question. Um, you don't think some men I'm just wondering want... like what the deal is with why they specifically like brought on four middle-aged prostitutes. Well, I think it's obviously the age is part of the symbolism about, yeah, the generations like right. eating the, the children. Yeah, sure. Just like how yeah. the, the maids and the servants in the, the manor are non-white. Right. So you think that's intentional? <laughs> yes. Every, that's every idea in image in this movie is intentional, which is all right. Okay. I don't think it's just random. It's like cop and a half. It's just yeah, it's just like cop and a half. All decisions can be traced back to an artist. Um, yeah. Giving a it master a, in control of his craft. Yeah. So the other thing about this movie is that the three movies Pasolini made before this were his most popular most successful films they're called now they're called the trilogy of life but they're the decameron arabian nights and canterbury tales canterbury tales and those movies do play off in like an ironic way like they come they're like they're part oh he made real erotic movies and well, then made this well yeah set satire i don't think he was really making erotic movies but he was making a movie like he wanted to like express like an innocence of sexuality and there's lots of nudity in those movies and it's a lot of mm-hmm. like young guys trying to get laid in the middle yeah. ages and oh, that sounds fun they're very fun movies they're very cool Dude, that sounds fucking good um i love the face that this lady makes by the way the whole time She's kind of like the cross-eyed guy, the the female version of that. The female. I think she gives the best performance in the movie. The prostitute who tells the first story. I, I think she's the most commanding yeah. actor. When the guy stands up and is like, hey, "Stop! I have, we have to go into more detail," and she just does this like funny little dance. Yeah, the banker and continues her story. Yeah. yeah, it's the stage. I love all the. Uh, the cer- ceremonialness of I was thinking about why this movie worked you know like if you write a, or like you know the idea of a movie where just like a bunch of teenagers get you know raped and tortured and shit for a long time like why that movie 
could work and i feel like the ceremonialness of it which i know i get is like a, a whole, like a key part of the satire and stuff but the framing of it as this kind of official thing well you're not wrong that they're doing well the other thing is like it's good someone was saying like i forget which writer i i read this said this but like they called it a not a porn film but a pornology like an anthology and sex movies and erotic movies typically do have a series of events like they're not you know they're not plot driven they're not a hitchcock film you don't fuck the wrong girl right. and then now you're being chased and you have to like fuck people and yeah get out of the uh <laughs> the like <laughs> situation you're not like Cary grant like he doesn't have to like jerk off in the nose of the uh the mount rushmore <laughs> at the end of north by northwest so it's yeah. it's like it'll, god damn i wish that was the, how the movie was they don't they don't have that kind of plot they kind of just go from event to event to event and right i guess that makes sense because like you can't make a plot out of a sex film it's the closest thing i can think of would be like crash the david cronenberg movie where people's relationships are actually expressed in scenes through like in sex scenes almost like dialogue uh yeah i haven't seen it yeah but it's like there's like there's like tension in the sex there's like a give and take there's a yeah, you're seeing their relationship play out within. Yeah, and like different people during the sex, af- during sex affect each other, and the plot moves forward. But yeah, yeah, this movie, I think that's a big reason why it gets confused. It got confused as an ironic film and as a porno film, and obviously the obscenity of like the yeah. imagery. But yeah, it's not. Isn't it a, like not? If if the people who like didn't realize it was a satire, doesn't that kind of mean that they were like admit to finding it arousing or something? Yes. No, you're right. You know what I mean? Well, that's a big. How embarrassing. Well, I also think it was so shocking at the time that some people just couldn't even comprehend. They couldn't say it wasn't art. Like they couldn't say it was art. Like it was so. Like yeah. Back in, I mean, yeah, when this came out, you know, this was pretty shocking stuff. But now it's like you turn on the TV and you see, well, you see this every day well, on well, the local news. Well, one of the most shocking things is the bishop participating in this. And like, we don't even think, like, we're not uh, Catholic. We don't even, that kind of blasphemy doesn't even bother us. But like, this movie right. pissed off the Catholic Church to no end. And it pissed off Catholics in Italy. So. Pasolini got murdered after this movie. Yeah, he was murdered three weeks before it came out or something. So it was finished. And, and But it's not, not related to the movie. It was like a mob hit, they think. Well, the, the theory is that the Catholic Church did it. But like, I don't even know if it came. If he was murdered before the movie came out, then who even who even gives a shit? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know the situation of Italy at the time. Uh, right, right, right. And okay. it's really hard to figure out any of the the timing of this. Um, But there were artists who championed the film, like, immediately. Like, right when it came out, like... This is... The other crazy thing about this movie, this is a major producer, Alberto Grimaldi. Like, he produced Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Like, he's right. making mainstream movies he's making big hits in italy he's but pasolini is uh 
you know, a, a celebrated director. It's like he's, you know. Right, but that, I mean, that's so different than now. Now you would kind of have to make your own distribution company to, if you wanted to make something this, right. like, fringe. Mm. It'd be hard. I don't know. Wait, so what just happened to this guy? Why is he looking like that? Who cares? They're horny. They're just having, they're like, I think he got so horny he ran out the room, right? And he like grabbed the girl. Yeah. They're constantly, um, the four guys are constantly just getting, they're interrupting stories. They're getting horny. They're just grabbing women. They are like pigs. Yeah, they're being quite rude. Yeah. They're uncouth. And they're supposed to be the most, yeah. like the highest level of society. So you can see. Right. He's really. Um, and it's just them going to town on the working class. Yeah, they're the just youth. they're just fucking consuming them and eating them and even their own children. But so um, this movie's saying that fascism is bad. Not just fascism, modern world. <laughs> modern world. The modern world is bad. Everything's bad. Right. He, well, class, you know, this is communist. This is classic communist shit. Just class stuff. To me, this is really like about class. Very much like a yeah about class. And do but, you, do you think the men on top have class? Oof, preach. <laughs> yeah. Say it. So the her uh, this woman telling the story. Her um, her story. Every story is just about them being raped as children, right? Like, there's no. This lady's about getting molested a lot, and then the other lady is she's oh because she, she's a prostitute she like kills her mom or something like that and then there's a poop one yeah what's this guy doing the banker he's getting jerked off yeah it's interesting the bisexuality of it is also um interesting in that it it comes across as i think pasolini who was was raised catholic i think he has a lot of like inner conflict about his homosexuality so like they're, oh, he's gay? You didn't know that? Pasolini's gay? He was killed by a gay prostitute. Oh, I thought he was killed by the gay mob. The gay mafia? Yeah, the gay mafia. The mafia from uh, performance? Uh, Yeah. That's a good reference. <laughs> I kind of remember what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, there's the, anyway. there's the daughters. Yeah, there is a lot of good. You see, I, there's the daughters. If I yeah, there's a lot of good. Um, here's what there's here, a lot of. Let me get my point out. Look, I think the daughters oh. would be. I think <laughs> it'd be funnier if the daughters were wearing their hats they wore at the beginning of the movie. You know, when they're nude. Oh, that's that would be a nice touch. Then I would recognize them because without their clothes. Right. Yeah. Well, the the one is very recognizable. I feel like the blonde fro one, but other than that, um, it's a big cast. Yeah, there's a lot of characters to keep track of, for sure. And, you know, I'm on my phone the whole time, scrolling Twitter. Of course. Checking the election results. Reading. Thinking that Trump is going to win. Yeah. Being like, well, it's getting pretty close, but uh, maybe Joe Biden will pull it off, or I don't know. So what's going on? Is We lost the house, or we didn't lose the house? Or, like, this thing's cool. <laughs> You've done this at dinner parties before. I've uh, one time I was at a dinner, and the waitress fell down and was raped by a soldier. And then I came out, and got excited, pulled my pants down, and showed my asshole to all the handsome men. 
Yeah. And then I made the guard who was raping the woman rape me. Yeah. See, I wish I could... See, the other thing is, like, all the characters, while they have these, like, these, like, roles, there's so little actual characterization. They're all... It's like a it's like a hierarchical thing. It's like if you're in the same hierarchy, you essentially behave the same. Like you can't, there's almost nothing to differentiate like the president from the banker, from the bishop, from the... That's kind of a communist yes. attitude, I would say, right? Yeah, like from the... Interesting observation, William. You know what I mean? Like I, I was really trying to think like, is the president doing something that the that is like presidential? I mean, he's getting fucked in yeah. the ass so that's this is kind of like that black mirror episode where the president has to or the prime minister has to fuck the pig or whatever it's kind of like a similar sort of moment i would love a sallow style anthology series on netflix you know yeah that'd be cool just complete nihilism and hatred of every person in society and just <laughs> you think it would be a big hit yeah, totally. It'd get a lot of write-ups on on Vox and Reductress. BuzzFeed and stuff. Yeah, Reductress. The New Yorker. Yeah, that's it. Bingo. They're like, cause you know the way people talk about Black Mirror? They're like, oh man, do you watch Black Mirror? That show is so freaky. I don't even like to watch it. I get like scared. Yeah. I don't think they would like our it's show. Twisted. It's too twisted. Beautiful set. This lady... Mm-hmm. Everything is just like the color is just like pulled from everything. There's like no color. Yeah. It's so drab. And like the um trilogy of life is very colorful. Oh, that's cool. And the lighting in this movie is so um it's very tasteful and like simple and bleak and just like bright. But it's not he's not trying to make like light shafts coming in through the windows or like lots of shadows and it's just it's like harsh yeah the production design provide like this and the staging provides like like what feels like really good composition but like this shot is like nothing it's not like super crazy of a shot like composed shot the one of the girl jerking off the dummy um yeah you know what scene is actually you know i mean the... it's like a f- loose camera handheld there's two scenes i'd say that are really well shot one is the the scene where they use their flashlight and look at all their assholes right that scene is actually it's really well lit like i mean it's dark and then they it's all lit from the flashlight that's mm-hmm. that's one of the few scenes of source lighting and then the other scene that's really well done is the ending which is just like incredible looking where they're mm-hmm. um the circle of blood where they're they finally execute all the teenagers and each other and like they're just each other what are you talking about well some of the guards are like torturing each other like and they're joking oh right 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 but i could imagine them killing each other after the after the end of the movie uh we should go through this a little bit faster i think a little ritual suicide would be nice so yeah, yeah like oh yeah this scene what when they well, now they force them to marry. They force two of the kids to marry each other. And they go through this, like, full-on wedding ritual. All the other teenagers are nude. The guards are there. The prostitutes are there. Oh, but before they do that, they make them 
they like jerk off both of them, right? I yeah. Um, yeah, they make them. Then, they make yeah. they make them not be virgins. Essentially, they take away their virginity, yeah. and then they get married. And then one of the creepiest parts of the of the movie, I think, is the prostitute's line where she's like, "And this one is a woman now." Yes, and she's like holding her after she's made her come. She's broke. Well, she broke her hymen. Yeah, she didn't yeah. make her come. Oh, <laughs> she didn't like give her a really good fingering. Well, they made the guy come. That's how you lose your virginity when you're a guy. You come. Okay. Oh, this scene, this scene's cool. <laughs> the wedding. Yeah. So like they can't they can't do anything. Oh, the scene where the guy. They can't do anything about just grabbing the people. They get so excited in their stupid ritual. They're just like, yeah, we're gonna do this big thing. We're gonna the bearded do-. guy. He just starts kissing everyone. There's a bit, there's a shot where the bearded guy just is going around and literally molesting every single person in the shot. And everyone's laughing. It's just fun. Yeah. It's a good time. It's kind of wild. But also this, while all of this stuff is happening, the important thing to remember and the thing you are constantly thinking is like, this shit really happened. This is not out of the realm of human behavior. Like kings would do this. They would have sex with right. people on their wedding night. Like powerful people have- Prima nocta. Yeah, powerful people have done this throughout history. So while it may seem like this like um abstract like bizarre you know ritual to go through, it is all of this stuff has happened. Yeah. They have people That's wrong. Well, and also like That's just wrong. It really it really gets me. It gets my goat. Yeah. Makes me so mad. This is what's going to happen in the Trump White House right now. You know, oh, while they still while they still can. Yeah, this is Thanksgiving at the Trump White House. Steve Miller is gonna w- walk around and kiss and molest. Just grab Kaylee McEnany. Yeah, just strip her nude. You know. Um. Yeah, dude. That that's gonna be so crazy. Steve Bannon, he would do yeah. this. Rudy Giuliani. Jeff Sessions comes back. Let's pick the four best uggos in the. Trump White House. We gotta have Trump. Trump administration to do this. So we got Trump. Yeah, Trump can do it. Okay. Um, Rudy Giuliani, you have to get. Mnuchin. Mnuchin's good. Jared. I feel like Jared and yeah. Jared and Mnuchin kind of have a similar creepy, smooth face vibe. I maybe we combine them into one character. Yeah, Jared Kushner has a smooth ass face. Like if he was. Let's just cheat the movie and make him Treasury Secretary, like Mnuchin, yeah. and the, the daughter, the son-in-law, and then Bannon. Bannon, Trump. Bannon's the guy in the hat from the beginning. If you think about it, I know. Okay, so we got Trump, we got Jared slash Mnuchin, then we have um, Rudy. We gotta have Rudy Giuliani in there. Yeah, sure. He's the he's the beard guy. Sean Spicer. Yeah. <laughs> like we gotta have like I'm trying to think of like a, a curveball. Like we got uh Yeah, totally. Oh, uh, I like this scene. Yeah, their wedding where they the wedding night, so they their wedding and then there's yeah. they make the two people having the wedding like have sex in front of them and then you know, they're like teenagers and they kind of are it's kind of a sweet moment, like they're kinda of kissing and they're 
Yeah, they're like, well, this isn't so bad, I guess. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm forced to do this, but the guy's being a gentleman. Yeah. But then gentle. the president and the bearded guy get a little too excited and immediately start um, molesting and raping them. They make the, they make them stop kissing and stuff and then, like, separately molest them or, like, go down on them. Now, am I a sociopath? But, I mean, I'm not feel. I don't... <laughs> It, it's not like I don't find this movie repulsive I just kind of look at it like matter-of-factly it's kind of cartoonish but then after they molest these or as they're molesting these kids the the uh, the banker uh, banker guy gets excited and then he starts raping or ass fucking uh, yeah and, one of the guys which is similar to the um, that scene's crazy which is similar to the um, scene where the president got in on the raping in the first meal. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I think you're it's right. It's like, you don't, you, you think it's bad. And then like, it gets like that. Yeah. They don't, they called the prestige. would be happy to, to be raped just as much as they're happy to rape. Like they don't care. They're just, they're, yeah. they're down to clown, you know, they're just horn balls. I mean, they're bros. They're just guys being guys. Yeah. Like, would it be cool if they were like a, like four snowboarders? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And there's just like they're on like a ski lodge, like a beautiful Aspen mountainside, just fucking getting down, yeah, bro. Just, just doing it, drinking Mountain Dew, just fucking taking shots, totally. Just raping um, chipmunks and shit in the woods. Yeah, yeah. The only way to make this movie any more offensive would be to add bestiality. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't go that far. Yeah, Pasolini draws a line. Yeah. Pasolini um, would probably... I like their... Would probably find bestiality to be less of, less of a problem than... Because it's not like a class thing. Yeah, he's like, you know, in the far... Uh, out in the country, like, there's nobody around. You gotta fuck something. Like... Yeah, he's like... He thinks that... Pasolini. He probably thinks it's like a noble thing. Yeah. What if... Um, Akatoni... What a jerk. What if Akatoni was about a guy who had a goat that he just... That, like his goat whore <laughs> that got like arrested. His goat goes to jail for, <laughs> for prostitution. Yeah, like someone eats like, it. <laughs> and he's just like wandering. Oh, Akatoni's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. I love how lazy he was. It's pretty amazing. Like how he just, just like, fuck, I hate work. He's uh It's awesome. He's a real shit dick, that guy. He's a real. He's a real cool dude. Yeah, he reminds me of people, always keeps his chains on people I grew up with, you know, who just like were wannabe gangster types. I didn't know any like yeah, yeah. pimps, but he's just like guys who don't want to work and just want to sell drugs. Of course, of course, yeah, town like towny guys. Exactly. Oh, uh, so he's talking about us. Uh, she's telling a story right now about about, about getting peed on, <laughs> and he, no, this isn't that. What is this part? <laughs> I. I can't keep track of going, these fucking He wants stories. to watch her going to the bathroom. Yeah, like, I think the story is happening. I'm not. We, we're watching the movie with the sound off. I think the story happens while some of these other scenes are going on in the other room. Like, I don't know. I kind of tuned out of the stories this watch. They're just they just go on um, and on and on, and they're like, they're honestly some of them. They're kind of um. Not clinical, but they're just so told matter-of-factly that I don't think they really have that much impact. 
What do you mean impact? Well, like emotional impact. Because you see the way the prostitute tells the story and she's just like, and I stood up and found money in my cloak. And after he jerked off on my back, like, yeah, there's a, well, she's saying like, it's okay. It's just okay. It's good. See? Well, it's the most traumatizing thing, but she's also acknowledging that it was traumatic and that it was a horrible thing. And now they're going to do the horrible thing. That's just kind of like the way it is. But the matter of factly way they tell the story and the rhythm of it, I kind of start to tune it out. Mm. You know what I mean? And the details are so, um, I don't know. It's like, I don't like reading penthouse letters or whatever. I don't like reading erotic <laughs> stories. I find like I, the way they do the details, I don't find it interesting. You didn't find it erotic. I didn't. That's 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 what you're taking umbrage with. I'm not a big reader, so I like the visual yeah. storytelling. I like to see the action. This, uh, honestly, this uh, the way they were telling stories and stuff, just sitting around, everybody sitting around listening to that storytelling. I feel like people don't do that anymore. No, and I I I, I feel like that's a um, let me get really. Everybody's on their phones. Yeah, I would totally be on my phone if 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 I was a guard. Yeah, nobody tells people don't tell each other stories anymore. Like that's and that's wrong. I think that's what Pasolini is saying. Like, people need to be, to be sitting around and telling stories. Like, what kind of stories? Like, if if it's Thanksgiving, you just came up and you're like, okay, I never told this story before, but um, when I was five, Grandpa raped me, and he pissed in yeah. my mouth and made me drink the entire thing. And your whole family's just like your dad. He just gets like so horny. He just like starts jerking off the table. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll see. It's hard to get together with COVID right now for Thanksgiving, but um, yeah, you know that could be what happens. Maybe on Zoom. This is. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do it. You know, it sucks, dude. Salah would not work in a Zoom online world. You know. Yeah. You got to be there. In it's the hard room. for them to do that. Do fascism and stuff when. Everybody's working from home. The scene where they um, put the nail in the um, the cake, I, yeah. I think it's really good. And I think it's one of the most, like, the violence in this movie, I think, has real impact and always, like, works. I actually was thinking, I have a, um, like, it made, me, it made me be, like, this movie as, like, an exploitation movie. It's just, like, so much about how, like, it's... It's like about how the exploitation in this movie is like such, such pure violence, like uh, kind of pure, like fat, like fascism, I guess. Um, and it kind of made me be like, damn, it's kind of like all exploitation movies are kind of fascist, violent, violent. Yeah. Well, Have like a real violence to them. Well, yeah, they, because they break real, um, they're going over the line. Like they're yeah. vi well, they're violating. That's the word. They're violating. Yeah. They're um It was yeah. And you're just sort of passively Maybe watching it. Wrong. Totally. And like getting th uh, you know, thrills or whatever out of it. Exactly. And um that other the other important thing with that nail in the the cake scene, that's about um that's also about consumer consumerism and like eating sweets mm. and eating junk food. Mm. I mean, we're coming up, mm. we're getting closer to the shit scene. So the shit eating scene where they, they collect all their turds. We're getting there. One of my favorites. But first I do want to talk about this scene, which is right before they get to the shit 
eating chapter, the circle of shit, there's this, I think this is the best storytelling scene and it's really well shot because it's just sort of, we're just sort of focusing on the characters listening and they're becoming very depressed. They, the actors, the teenagers look like you're, you're starting to really feel for them. And yeah, the shift in what is like we're, well, how like the scenes are covered are like well, is like well we're cool. seeing it more from their perspective. Yeah, yeah. Whereas most of it's always told from the perspective of like the four guys. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where that that girl said to the other one like I'm starting to get really scared. Yeah, like we haven't heard them really before that. Yeah, we don't we don't see any scenes of them locked up in their room. It's always told from the perspective of the sadist. And this was when you, the first time you saw it, this was when you were like, oh, wait a minute. The four guys who are doing this are the bad guys. Yeah, hey, they've kind of gone a little too far. You know, it was funny when they were raping them, but now that they've um, made that one girl bite a nail, that's a horse of a different color. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't think that. You were cheering for them before. Well, I mean, it was the president. You know, it's the bishop. Yeah, it's the yeah. bishop. These are support the president. These are typically the heroes in movies. Of course. You know, I love uh, watching a movie where the hero is the president. All the best the movies best. have president protagonists. Yeah. They should make uh, a movie about the Dave. Yeah, they should make a movie about the president as a protagonist, um, like Dave or Air Force One. But it's nothing. It's just like a a movie of small manners, like a very, like you, you don't. Yes. It doesn't need to be about the president, you know. It's like yeah, he's the president, but it's a movie about, you know. It's like before sunset, he's just talking. Yeah, he's talking to Ethan Hawke as they walk around Paris. Yeah, like he's, you know. And Ethan Hawke is falling in love again. You know, I haven't seen any of those movies. Really? I just I I like Richard Linklater, but the first one I can't get through. I just get very bored. The second one is like an amazing movie. I think I'd like to see him in the theater. Very like I don't. I just yeah. watching them at home by myself. I'm just like a stone thirty-seven-year-old man is not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really. I mean, you you're supposed to see those movies when you like still believe in romance and shit. If that movie was like, you couldn't even make that movie now. You see this TikTok generation, right? Yeah, because like the TikTokers. They don't even know each other's names. They're just doing, they're just doing ass to yeah. mouth immediately on the train. They're like, "Hey, you know, let's all go fuck in the bathroom and TikTok." Yeah, maybe that's just the first scene. And they just vape. And then they walk around uh, Amsterdam or whatever. Some sort of Paris. Yeah. Um, you gonna follow me? Honestly, Julie Delpy carries that those movies. Not she doesn't carry them, but like I think her. She, her charisma, specific charisma, like makes those movies work well. Just my whole, my little uh, opinion. But Addie's a little opinion. She's a good actress. Uh, yeah, she's good. This scene's great. Uh, is she as good as the president from this movie? The president, he, uh, he's good. He, he's. They should he, do Dave, but with this president, and then a guy who looks like him, being you know the one who takes over. When he's, so you, what happens you, to him in the? You just think Kevin Klein should, what to, should look like this guy, or if if this guy played Kevin Klein, or what the role that Kevin Klein played? 
So what happens to the president and Dave? Oh they, my uh, God. He, he's missing or something? Or he's, he's, he's missing? <laughs> we don't know where the president is. Where is he? We better get this guy who looks just like him. I think that's what happens. Where'd he go? Where did he go? <laughs> we don't know where he is. He's in a coma. They should do a Dave that's about one of Saddam Hussein's um, lookalikes becoming him. That's another uh, uh, idea I have about how they could remake Dave. Yeah, you gotta, you just, you keep, you don't even know the plot of Dave, but you keep trying to make a joke out of it. <laughs> yeah. Is that the only yes. movie you know about the president? Uh, that's all that's coming to mind. Yeah. Well, there's that one where it's like Jamie Foxx and is like the president. And Channing Tatum has to save him. White House Down, I think it's called. And then there's also Olympus Has Fallen. Air Force One, I guess, is a famous one. Uh, the American President, uh, which I never saw because it looks stupid. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Is that that's the Michael? Movie? That's the Michael Douglas one. That's where he's a. What's his deal? I'm a single man. I'm a father. I'm trying to meet a nice woman. I'm dating a Ned. Oh, nice. From director Rob Reiner, the American President. <laughs> oh my god. People used to just watch like movies like that. Now you only watch on airplanes. That's like the only right. kind of milquetoast garbage that I'll just. I mean, Jesus, you could really just shit something out if you were Nora Ephron or, you know. The, romant the romantic comedy. Romantic comedies yeah. are just dead. No yeah. one sees them. And com essentially, comedies are dead. I mean, literally, all movies are dead now, but. Sure. Yeah, in the pandemic, I mean, but uh, well, a lot of people saw the new Borat. Do you think that's a romantic comedy? No, you said comedy. That but and but romantic but, comedies but, need like two really good performers. Like they they need what they need is performances that haven't been seen before that are really good and like a chemistry that's like really unique between two people and a really but good script and a really good now, director. Yeah, they just need to be good movies. For, for well, the problem is now like you could only get a romantic comedy made if you attached people who had done those roles a bunch already, like in a big popular way. You know, if you had like financeable actors who were doing like their thing. I don't know, but I, it's like I, who gives a shit? I've seen. Why some, would anybody want to see that? I know a movie. I saw a romantic comedy on that was streaming that I thought was just excellent paperback written and directed oh. by adam bowers <laughs> that's why you... I, I realized though you were about to say paperback like a sec like half, less than a second well obviously you you're on your soapbox for that reason you're like getting very passionate no. about romantic comedies i have no oh i i'm just offering my opinion but uh i see th i, I see no through your words passion about anything anymore no that's um, good this is one of the best rapes but scenes. i just think let's just, uh, let's just talk about this really good rape scene Okay, like it's very it's a good rape scene in that it's emotional. That's what I'm saying. Like this is a yes. really intense emotional yeah. scene. This 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 uh the blonde actors. Yeah, the blonde does, teenager does um, a big lift in this part of the movie. She eats uh the the bishop's turds. What? He shits right on the floor and she eats it, right? I thought that was pudding. Mm. It's hard to keep track of all the events in this movie, but yeah, I was trying to describe it to my wife uh, yesterday. Just I was trying to walk through the plot for her, and she stopped me before I got to the poop. <laughs> she, um, I think it was maybe when I was like the peeing, the guy getting his peed on in his mouth. I don't need to see this. 
isn't it kind of weird that they always do these things that the whatever the storyteller is saying? Yeah, it's called it's like they it's called good screenwriting. Go immediately. Well, I'm just saying they are not they they don't have any personal creativity. Well, the, the the storytellers are supposed to inspire them. But yes, you're right. They don't have any creativity. They don't have any ideas. Yes, thank you. They never actually. <laughs> thank you. Make <laughs> look at the president. I mean, he's just gorgeous. That's a good one. That's a good. Yeah. This is the cover of the Criterion uh, Blu-ray and DVD, the second edition. The uh, yeah, I think they I think they blow this. In. It's from this. No, it's from a, far away. It's from the next shot where it's out of focus. So, uh. the the first time I heard about this movie was because it was on a Criterion DVD. I worked at Suncoast Video in a mall, Stone Ridge Mall in Pleasanton, nice. California, and I worked with a coworker who went to SF State, and I was in high school, and I was like a movie buff, but I didn't know about Criterion movies. I didn't know about you know foreign classics and he told me sure. he was telling me he's like yeah you got to watch all these movies like Fellini you got to get into them um Kurosawa um etc etc and he would he would always buy the criterions at Suncoast and I was like oh I need to get in these movies if he's in these movies you know because he knew about like the movies yeah. I liked which were like 70s American films so he told me he's like yeah Salo on Criterion DVDs cost $600 on eBay. It's the rarest DVD in the world. And that was that's honestly what oh, shit. made me want to watch it because I was like I can't I can't see it. I got to see it. So yeah, before the internet, you had and like, you know, it was like a hard copy you needed of something like that's that's a it's kind of it makes the hunt for it like a bigger deal. It makes the movie more special almost. Yeah, you would have to I would go to um I remember like I went to WonderCon in Oakland and I didn't even buy any comics. I literally just walked up right to like the bootleg VHS guy and bought um Eraserhead and Street Trash, which I think both were copied from Japanese laserdiscs. They were dubbed. And that was how okay. a lot of these movies were um shared and viewed in this in the the eighties and nineties. Mm. You just couldn't get them. That's cool. And also, so the new Criterion Blu-ray of this movie is also out of print and goes for like 250 bucks. That's wild. Uh, did you work at any other place besides uh, Suncoast? Another, any other movie place? I worked at a Costco. I worked at a Target. No. Oh, man. I worked at a McDonald's. Yeah. I worked at a Hollywood video, and then I worked at an independent video store. I also worked at a Walden Books in the mall, so I feel like I kind of get the mall. Wait, there was a Suncoast Motion Picture Company in the mall? Yeah, and of Sam Goody. For rentals? They didn't rent. They sold. We sold DVDs. And, oh, oh, I see. And okay. we, I, I even, the big thing was they wanted us to um, do pre-orders. And this is all before, like, Amazon really took off, but I would sell this one nerd. <laughs> I would pre-sell them on every Dragon Ball VHS. Nice. That's cool. And then I remember how devastated he was when the DVDs started coming out, and he realized he would have to buy all of the DVDs. DVDs of them? Yeah, and they were... <laughs> he was just like, fuck. They were a very expensive... My autism is going to 
Yeah, they're like for 25 bucks and you get two episodes of Dragon Ball Z. And now you can just torrent that or go on Netflix or Hulu or whatever and just like stream them all. But back then people used yeah. to pay a fucking pretty penny for their anime. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. Okay, this is my favorite scene of the president. So the president is now inspecting the the bedpans of uh are these the guards? No, these are the boys. And he's very disappointed that one of them took a shit during the night. And um Yeah, why do they not like that? Well, cuz they're trying to save all the turds cuz they're going to take one big giant turd pile and they're going to eat it. Yeah, but aren't they aren't they he wants them to say this is a plot hole. Well, no, this is about control. You know, it's not like, yeah, he could just take the turd from the bedpan, but they. Oh, you're supposed to, t- but you're supposed to poop at a certain time. Yeah. I see. I see. And he's writing it down in his little book, you know, like it's just a, it's a completely arbitrary, stupid rule. That's like about how, you know, arbitrary government or whatever well yeah and like unfortunately that's how it's going to be under a joe biden regime you know trump was fighting for the working class minorities he did more for any black the black community than any president in history besides abraham lincoln you know more than lyndon johnson who uh (laughs) did the uh civil rights civil rights act (laughs) donald trump did more right yes just kidding. And now we're going to be eating our own shit under a Biden presidency. You know, this... Now think about, like, QAnon and think about how much of this movie works in the template of a QAnon. Yeah, like, this is a very Epstein sort of thing. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and think about how, what that what that means that even Pasolini is working on those themes. Like, this is such a an old idea... I mean, it must. It literally goes back. The rich. Uh... Well, it's like a piece of civilization because you can only have this concept in a civilized society, in a tribal society. You wouldn't. This wouldn't make any sense. There's no. No one has anything that anybody else doesn't. But in Greek and Roman times, this story could take place. It could take place in the Renaissance. It could take place. You know. Right. In the White House, essentially. Like, this idea of these themes of this movie... Like, this amount of power, you're saying? Well, you need power. And you need... You, therefore, you need people who don't have power. Right. You know, you can't do this with a bunch of Native Americans. Right. I guess you could... I guess, like, Apocalypto has... There's, like, tribalism. Oh, and, like, sacrificing shit? Yeah, but... Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I guess so. But that's a weird, like, kind of religious thing about what that I feel like is not done in be, private and is, like, done with kind of, like, the public's or, like, the populace is okay, you know? What do you mean? Like, the public sacrifices, that's what they believed they had to do, even, like, the regular people. This is, like, yeah, a yeah, secret yeah. thing that they're, like, doing in their bathhouses. And True. Yeah, this is all in secret. This is not for the public. This is not part of the. Um, this isn't like a voodoo ritual. This is. Um, yeah. This isn't for society's benefit either, which is what a sacrifice is for. It's like. He looks so bummed in the shot. That guy who 
is in the dress and he's got poop all over his mouth and then yeah the, cir- the bishop kisses him or the banker kisses him and then he has poop on his head the circle of shit is really quite disgusting um i wish yes. the turds looked a little more realistic but you know they yeah. look good enough it's pretty stomach churning i get it you want it to really have those details that you can really sink it your looks like into, chocolate so to speak and apparently it's made from chocolate it looks like chocolate sauce it so had- they're really just like having a delicious treat during the, in these scenes and they're pretending they don't enjoy it yeah i like how the the powerful guys are also eating the shit yeah yeah the powerful guy like they eat the shit too they like getting fucked in the ass like they're just super psych they're like depra- so depraved they're psychotically depraved yeah and like there is truth to the idea that like as you get older you just become less feeling less sympathetic less empathetic like you just become you become the corruption like that first Mm. horrified you like it it fully takes hold eventually like you just like dick cheney could like he doesn't give a shit about anyone you know like he doesn't care sure like mcconnell and stuff you know he's just like this old motherfucker yeah mcconnell does not give a fuck mcconnell definitely is one of these guys I mean, did you yeah. see McConnell in his debate, the Kentucky Senate debate? No. No. Who was the woman that ran against him? I forget her name, but she is trying I, to make a point. Oh, Amy McGrath. She's trying to make a point about health care and how McConnell is going to take away people's health care. And McConnell's response is he just laughs and he just says, no comment, no comment. Like he doesn't even give a shit. He's just laughing. He's literally acting like the president in the movie. I'd say McConnell is the most sallow like um authority political okay. figure we have in america right now like he just you heard it here guys <laughs> but he just laughs you know like yeah he's a psycho he's also like a little worm you know he's a worm and he's, he's like wormy he doesn't believe in any of the shit he talks about in his wikipedia when he first started out as a Kentucky senator, he was a centrist. He was pro-choice. Really? Yeah. You know, he's a complete sellout to the... Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's all about money. It's, for it's just about the oil industry. Well, here we are, back again, talking the, talking about politics. Well, that's why this, mo- this that's, movie... see what it does to us? Well, that's why I picked it, Adam. <laughs> oh. To talk about politics. This is my... All right. It's great that we're doing That's this. That's why you didn't want to do the, the good son. We can do the good son later, but it's so great. Like while I, I can be looking on one screen, watching this movie, talking to you about it, doing a podcast. And then on the other, it's like, I can go in the New York times and look at Biden beach Trump. You know, it's like, this is a political, yeah. I'm, this is a political smorgasbord. Totally. I'm just living politics. Yeah. Yeah. You're a political news junkie. I started unfollowing people that I followed during the election for news. And it's like, it feels good. You know, it's like, yeah, that's over. I don't need to follow them anymore. I don't need this information. Yeah. Good call. Dude. Good, good call. It's funny that you were saying, ta- talking about this thing that you were saying felt good as the guy was the, the bearded guy was on the ground, getting his face peed on and like writhing in pleasure. Apparently Adolf Hitler was into this. Mm, getting peed on. Yeah. Like he drank his cousin, like his young cousin. He drank her urine or something. Man. Hitler's fucked up. But and also Germans, right? Like a lot of this like shit eating and like 
scat play piss stuff like germany's into it and yeah germany is weird well they're aren't they like weird with like sex shit they're nazis seems like all germans is that what you're saying i'm going there now even you don't care what you say about germany because you don't you don't care to go i've been to germany they're great people they're just Um, nazis who drink each other's piss and shit yeah no, the uh, the theory is that Germany and Japan have weird sexual kinks because they were defeated in World War II, and that oh, so they have like uh, uh, issues. They're subs, which I guess ex- saying they're natural subs. Yes, and um, they have a shame about losing the war. Shame based, yeah. They're like, I'm bad. I'm dirty. I'm German. I know for Japan, that's. that's- drink pee that's supposed to be a big deal because they were their um emperor was their god that they worshipped so yeah their entire way of thinking and their entire like way of life was completely shattered by the loss in world war ii yeah did they stop believing that the emperor was the god after that yeah he had to come out and say like i am not a god i i failed yeah they made him they made him do they made him come out and Who's they? The America. The deep state. Truman. No, the state of America. If you ask me, it's more like the deep state of America. Let's wrap this movie up. Okay, so this scene is one of my favorites. I think this is visually the best scene in the movie, like the best lit scene. This is the one where they have the flashlights and they're looking at all their assholes and they're trying to find the nicest one. And that's the scene that you think is the best visual. Well, look at the foreground where you have the the teen... Like, the people have now become indistinguishable you cannot tell who is who oh i see interesting the lighting is brilliant with the like one flashlight and the and the yeah the with the windows stuff behind them yeah like that's good the staging of the scene and the metaphor of the scene completely work together so whereas yeah it's good i'm a i like okay i like movie lighting and a lot of the overly lit in interiors i'm I don't really like the lighting. I mean, I like that there aren't a lot of shadows everywhere, which is good, but I think he could have done a little better lighting. Let's get some lamps in there. Um, let's get damn. some let's get some let's get some Kubrick lighting, you know? Let's have some actual on-set lighting. So you think this movie's a piece of shit? Well, I have issues with Italian cinematography. Oh boy. I can't I am I believe in every Italian movie from the 60s and 70s, there is at least Here we go. one shot out of focus. Right. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Well, I mean, they're moving fast, right? Yeah, but if you watch any Japanese movie from the 60s and 70s, you will see nothing but perfect focus. They just right, are, see. They just well, have really... I mean, Itali- I don't know. Maybe it's the, the tools, the equipment. Maybe they don't have the, the right focus pulling. I did a short one time. My last short, the tripod we rented didn't have a bubble in the level, and so we kind of had to guess what was how, if the shot was level, and sometimes it wasn't. Found that out later. But you knew it didn't have a bubble when you you rented it, and then you were yeah, like, we you set it up, like, and you're like, oh shit, this doesn't have a bubble. There's no time to return it. Or was it like, oh, this doesn't have uh, a bubble. Who cares? Yeah. Let's just fucking go with it. No, I was, we didn't we didn't know until we were shooting you were just like let's just fix it in post who gives a shit oh, well we couldn't 
we were we had to go. We it was a special tripod that we ran. And the guy was like, "We have we have other tripods that are in good condition." You're like, "No." Yeah, that's what happened. You're like, "I'm I'm at Sam." So this scene, I'm at Sammy's camera on Fairfax. I need to get the fuck out of here. I didn't I didn't pick up the gear. Anyway, so this now they're after they looked at the buttholes. They're they're so they're getting they all get dressed in dresses. Well, they're wearing their daughter's dresses now, right? Oh, am I wrong? I believe those are their daughter's dresses. That's uh. Where are these daughters? That's interesting. I want to know what they're doing. This movie has a lot of uh, queer and non-binary representation in it. Well, it does, but it uh, this is this is where people think like Pasolini is like self-hating in some ways because he's he's not making. These aren't transgender cross-dressers. These are, it's like a mockery, the fact that they're wearing dresses. I mean, I was kidding. I, I was I was kidding. Well, but, uh, I mean, you yeah. could be sarcastic with your tone. It does. It does kind of have that. You mean you were, like, you uh, were bombing. Like you were just bombing a joke. You love saying bombing when it's like you're the only person. You bombed with me. The, I, I'm the audience. I'm not bombing with you. <laughs> no, you're not. Shots out of focus. Shots out of focus. You know what I'm saying? No, your your jokes are bombing with the audience. No, you're 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 not the audience. I'm the first. I'm the I'm the director of the audience. I know what they're thinking. All right. What's up with this? What's up with what? There's like a whole scene. There's like a bunch of things going on in the scene. Like, no, Jesus. You could be more specific. This scene's cool. The scene where the two prostitutes are doing like, well, it's a wedding, like a two-person improv scene. Well, this is a scene where the bishop actually um, performs his role as bishop. But what is this thing that they're doing where they're doing this like funny little skit? Skit. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. Re- this is a complicated <laughs> scene. Like I don't remember what they're talking about. This scene is just like a really bad improv practice. This is what a wedding's like. You know, you gotta have a little sketch. Imagine if you went to a wedding and the first thing that happened was like an improv team came out before the ceremony. <laughs> you like to have his funny socks. We're gonna do a little two man improv. Yeah. The the bride and the groom. Their parents. Or their aunts. These two two old Ooh, whores. That's cool. The bridal party's like the back line and they tag in and stuff. And... Oh yeah. That would be sick. The groomsmen and the bridesmaids are the improv yeah. team. There's a group game where they're all like going like woo and like moving around and shit. Well, then as right before the kiss to bride, the best man taps out the the groom, and it gets a big laugh, and then he yeah. steps in and gets a big yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gets a big That's kiss. It. He says, "I do." And then the and then the the bride's father comes out and taps out the daughter, and then the audience is just going fucking <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Who was your best oh, man, man at your wedding? And they're like, this is the best wedding I've ever been to. Who was the best man at your wedding? My brother. Your brother? So then, yeah, Whitney's dad comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that, and your brother's like, oh, oh no, great, no, no, no. Right? And you're like, hey, man, you did it. Now you got it. Fuck. Yeah. That would be funny, man. A little improv. That'd be cool. So then the priest gets fucked by this guy, the soldier. Yeah, there's certain, there's some coupling and going on. There's some hot and heavy action. Relationships going. are forming. Yeah, it's like 
it's kind of like summer camp. Yeah. You know, people are sneaking off. That's a really good analogy. Hearts are being broken. Summer love. A guy with one eyebrow has sex with you. <laughs> with a giant fake penis. That's describing my summer camp experience exactly. Yeah, they. I think they say early on, like, they don't want to have anything that's non-anal sex, right? Like, they only want impure sex. Mm. Any particular reason? Because they're evil. They're evil men. Where they're like... I guess, Pasol- I guess Pasolini's saying, like, he respects Christian ideas of purity, but he believes the church is, like, corrupting... is, like, corrupted or something, like... Because he does value Christian ideas. He does value virginity. That's why virginity is defiled. He does value mm. innocence. Like, he's really conflicted as a person. Right. He Because well, he's like, uh, he's a typical Italian. <laughs> sorry, something was, something. I was getting a little distracted by something in the, in the movie. You were distracted by the, the bishop kissing the guard's feet or like getting dressed. Yeah, yes. But like... Um, I'm just like, damn, that's a nice robe. Pasolini is a weird director. Like, the more movies you see of his, the more his movies make sense. How so? How so? Well, like, like if you see if you watch Akatoni and you see the um, the people in the street, their way, their daily way of life, like starting with that Italian neorealism. And then that I didn't see that movie first, but when I saw like Gospel According to Saint Matthew, they're like Italian neo realist kind of characters, like non actors. Yeah. So you have to kinda of understand where he started with what he was making, which was like movies from his like movies about his neighborhood essentially. And then as he made more fantastical films like Medea has like a centaur in it. Like he starts making weirder movies like in different settings and different time periods. And and he always keeps bringing along his themes and his ideas with him. Just like the president in this movie is not an actor. Like he's bringing that idea with him in all of his films. Oh, sure. Okay. So I'm just saying like the more of his movies. So if you see one of his movies, it's like, there are confusing things happening. That, oh, oh, okay. Like confusing choices. Well, stuff. I'd say the I think the like Arabian Nights was one of the first movies of his I saw, and I was just completely confused because I mm. I because I also went into it thinking of it like I was told this was a great film, this is a classic film, this is like an an important film, and then I was watching the movie and I'm like. This looks kind of. This is kind of You're fucking. Like, wait, Robin Williams <laughs> playing this blue genie. Wait what? a minute. And there's a magic carpet. These are drawings. No, I was just like, the production values of his movies were like confusing to me. I just didn't under like. It took me a while before I understood his movies. They were also weird. Like, um, but also I started with weird ones like. Not me. That didn't happen to me. Well, Salo was the one that really clicked for me. But like Arabian Nights and like like Perchili, the one pigsty, that movie, I bought the Laserdisc from Amoeba for like $5. And I just could not wrap my head around that movie. I still haven't even watched the whole thing. I like that you're a Laserdisc guy. 
I t I'm telling you, I was big into DVD and Laserdisc and Blu-rays and like, I know a lot about that shit. You fucked a lot. No, actually, I, I wasn't having sex a lot during this period of my life. So. What? What are you talking about? It's insane. Yeah. I, I thought the amount of, uh, like the amount you get laid is proportional to the amount of laser discs you own. <laughs> it is. If you have one laser disc, you've been laid zero times. And that's basically yeah. the um, the formula. But once you hit that like fifty laser disc mark, then it's then it's then it flips. Of course. I don't know. Um, is there anything else we should say about this movie? You're just done. No, it's not that I'm done. I, I mean. Well, we got to talk about the. the yeah, we, no, we can. We got to talk about the grand finale. Okay. Which is the best scene in the movie, the circle of blood. Yeah. Okay, so this is the the grand finale of the movie is a ritualistic killing of all the teenagers by the four powerful men who seem to do it like what one at a time while another one is kind of like watching with binoculars. Yeah. They're taking turns, I think killing all of them and they're ta they're each killing a couple. Yes. Or whatever they're killing. I guess they're killing the, the well, they each have their own. They have two boys and two girls each. Oh, okay. There's always the same four in their corner in the storytelling scenes. And capitalism for the poor, socialism for the rich, you know? Exactly. You're really hitting the nail on the head. That's so true. I guess capitalists don't like this movie. They're the most outraged. Why? Because it, it's too, it shocks them. They're offended by the capitalism, and then they're like, oh, it's um, blasphemous. That's why I don't like it. But really. Yeah. This is, Those damn capitalists. This is a great scene. The piano lady just gets up off the piano and goes, you know what? I think I've seen enough. I'm going to jump out the window. And it, Yeah, she was chill about the rest of it. And then she's dead. She doesn't even care if she lives or dies. <laughs> what do you think about that? I'm glad she killed herself, honestly. Why? She should. She seems like an evil person, so... Hit Don't vilify sex workers, dude. Oh, yeah. Hit the bricks, bitch. Or maybe she feels guilty about this. I don't know. Why do you think she kills herself? Maybe she was just depressed. Maybe it was unrelated. I guess the, Oof, this is rough. The jig is up. The the tongue cutting scene is great. The tongue is the tongue cutting scene and then the eye popping it out. And then the bearded man. Beardo's getting him a little He wants to stroke the cock of a young man. Yeah, I don't know what the phrase is for what he's getting himself a little off, but he's groping a feel. Yeah, he's checking. Uh, he's checking the cupboard for a little salami. Having a wank. Oh, and then two hands bringing up the binoculars, though. That's a goof. If you ask me. Maybe it's three arms. We just never sure. noticed. That could be the case. What do you think about these fake penises? Now they gotta feel funny. They gotta, they gotta feel funny in those uh, fake penises. In those, yeah. Bell Wait, what are you saying? They all have fake penises. I mean, yeah. Those are. Um, oh. You just thought they had two cocks, one larger fake cock, one waxy cock on top of the other. <laughs> yeah, I thought all cocks were that waxy. You thought they would feel funny. Yours isn't. Why? Why would they feel funny, Adam? And this time. Because. <laughs> Because they're uh, just 
completely naked except for wearing like a belt. It's kind of funny. All right, all right, all right. You're trying to be sarcastic. Yeah, I get it. You get it. I get it. I'm not answering. <laughs> I'm just saying that would feel weird. What? Do you 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 don't like nudity? Do you? F no, to just be wearing a belt. Oh, I don't get this joke. Well, he tells this joke that the president tells. <laughs> well, he tells three jokes. This is a joke. He tells three jokes. So that is part of his character, actually. He does tell three jokes. Right, right. So I guess they do have some characterization, but it's very... Yeah, and he's got cross-eyed. Yeah, the actor is cross-eyed. His character is that he's cross-eyed. What if at the end of the filming, the president is like, they're like, and he wrapped, and they all clap, and he leaves, and he's walking away, and then he's like, Kaiser Soze, and he like uncrosses his eye, and he like, <laughs> he like stands up straight, and like... Without like uh, breaking his stride, yeah. he like uncrosses one eye and then the other. His teeth. He takes out his dentures. He has like really nice teeth underneath. And he and then he like yeah he like takes off his like skull cap wig thing and it's it's Channing Tatum. Just beautiful blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just flowing Fabio hair. So some of the other movies he's in, I looked him up. There, he kind of got typecast after this movie. Because he's in, um, he's in Salon Kitty afterwards, which is a very similar film. What's that? Salon Kitty is a Tinto Brass movie about um, Nazis who run a brothel, and they like, it's a complete. It's like this as a ripoff of this kind of. Well, it's not a ripoff, but it's like this movie is not like an a Nazi point Nazi exploitation movie. Like this isn't. I mean, I, I get why people call it an exploitation film, but this really is an art movie. Well, it's like a satire of that too, I think. And I mean, there is exploitation in it, let's be honest. But like, it's an art film. Salon Kitty is complete exploitation. And there's a lot of like sadomasochistic sexploitation movies like Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. Uh, I forget the Love Camp movies. There were a bunch of Nazi porno movies but the president that actor yeah. is in salon kitty he has a cameo that's cool i'm glad he got some work out of this although he's uncredited yeah what that's fucked up he's in the a giallo perfume of the lady in black he'd be a cool like end of a giallo killer reveal hypothetically i could see him he has a gross face. Like he could be good in like a spaghetti western or like a gangster film. Like, yeah, totally. You know, like should have been a Leone movie. Just like a weird, creepy hood hood guy, like an evil guy. So, what do you think? Why do you think this guy, uh, the uh, magistrate? Why do you think he is the or the priest rather is so screamy and stuff? Well, that's like his characterization is he's very screamy. They have a lot of authority in Italy, the priests and the church, especially with schooling and imperialism. Yeah. You know. All right. I mean, you know, it's okay to not have an answer, but that's cool. I, I'm just throwing it out there. What do you think? I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. And... I mean, it's not something I can't. You didn't. But look, you're obviously pulling something out of your ass just now. Well, priests did torture people like that mm. throughout history. Yeah. I think he's just having a good time. 
You know, when you're having a fun time. Okay, fair. I don't want to with your boys, yeah. and you're just screaming and yelling. You're just woohooing. Yeah, it's like he's out of Dave and Buster's. Yeah, baby, yeah. He just got a bunch of tickets on a ski ball thing at Dave and Buster's. In that HBO series, The Vow, they talk about being branded yeah. by in the cult, and they say after getting branded with like a quarter size brand, just the entire house would stink Jesus. of like their burning flesh. <laughs> oh my god! It just has this like horrible smell. That's what the. And then the ending, fine, yeah. fine, fine. <laughs> just says fine. Well, Swedish movies when they end, That's so weird. They say it's slut. Sl- they say slut at the end. Slut, like a, the word S L U T. Yeah, like some Bergman movies. That's awesome. Slut. That's the way to end a movie that I've ever heard. Just calling the audience the slut. You're a slut. Now get out of here, you fucking whores. Yeah, you've seen the movie. Now get the fuck out. Hit, That's, that should be how the attitude of every movie when it's over. Hit the bricks. Little piggies. Yeah. Oh, I guess you've enjoyed the movie. Now get out, little piggy. Yeah. Snotty. And they just, yeah. Then they just start um, coming out and rounding them up and just raping everybody in the audience. It would be funny. And showing it them and their their assholes it would be funny if there was like a credit sequence in this movie and then like a ferris bueller day off scene where the president comes (laughs) out and he's just like what are you doing he just like got out of the shower movie's over you're still here yeah get yeah (laughs) or like an american graffiti style like still picture of them and like what happened to them yeah it's like or just them you know like eating shawarma at some, oh yeah, they're just Mediterranean. They're just like beat. They're just like, woo, we're beat, man. This is yeah. What a day! What a day! It's a little fun slice of life sort of thing. I think I called shawarma Mediterranean food, which I don't think is correct, but uh, it's okay. I was gonna call it something else, but I won't say it. Um, <laughs> you didn't have to even say that. that funny, I don't even have to so. say it. That's how funny it is. So. <laughs> the thing is, we joke, but this movie was supposed to be the first of a trilogy. It was going to be a trilogy of death. Whoa. Holy shit. What, what, what were the other ones going to be? No like? one. I don't know. I can't find the information, but Damn. he was going to do, like, if he, the trilogy of life is Canterbury Tales, Decameron, Arabian Nights. So I imagine the trilogy of death would be two other stories like Sallow. Yeah. I think they, they got him, dude. After they knew that what he was going to do with Salo. They're like, this is too much. I know we make porno. We got him like our boy Epstein. Yeah. We make porno. We make violent exploitation movies, cannibal Holocaust. All this is going on. But you, Pasolini, you went too far. You're making fun of the church. Well, it's never about the, yeah, the, 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 the people in power, the lizard people. Once you make a movie about the lizard people. Are you saying that here. John Carpenter was replaced after They Live because every movie he made after that sucked? He was mm, he was secret. That's a good conspiracy. He was secretly killed and then replaced. <laughs> you should start that. You should be like the cue of of that theory. What movie did I? I was, I'm watching Vampires on uh, 
uh, okay. John Carpenter. James Woods. Yeah, and like I'm stopping and starting, and it is, and it's like, it is so bad. It is so bad. There's a scene where a vampire kills all the guys having a, a cool party, and it's the vamp the the vampire looks like Danzig, and he's just like ripping dudes apart one by one. And I'm a big fan of John Carpenter. That sounds fucking awesome. I like John Carpenter's directing. It's like really cold and clinical and like there's like a but in this movie while this action scene's going on he's like crossfading from one bit of action to the next oh and it just has like no rhythm it feels very weird wait um he made john carpenter made in the mouth of madness after they live though yeah that movie's good is it you don't think so is it as good as the thing He's not doing vampire, like, he's not crossfading during action scenes and stuff like that. You know, Adam, when I put out these theories, it would be nice if you would go with them. <laughs> Sorry. Play along. Sorry, bro. You know? I'll support you a bit more next time. Let's try to do a little support. It's a good theory. I think it's good. Look, you can trash me. You're good. You can trash me when I say something dumb. I don't mind you. No, I'm not like you. I don't, I don't break you down. I build you up. <laughs> What if I poop my pants? That's the difference. What if I lay there limply and I poop <laughs> my pants? I'll build you up, bro. <laughs> I'll say it's okay. You're like, you know, don't let this define you. Remember in that movie? Just because you're laying there limply and pooping your pants. Remember that movie Compliance? Where the guy, yes. where the, Pat Healy's calling the the fast food yes. worker. But remember at the end, Bill Camp? Yeah. <laughs> it come, it's the janitor and he's like, what the hell is going on in here? We got to stop this. And he just like... Like, what if there was, like, a mailman or, like, a janitor on Salo who just, like, walked in and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Knock it off! Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. Well, that's what happens at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, a black truck driver guy j- stops the car and rescues her. Oh, right. That's that's where he she hops in. He's like, what the fuck? You people are crazy. <laughs> oh, you white people have gone to... That's really funny. That's, that's how... And that's how the movie ends. And, just... and then... Yeah, I mean, imagine being that guy, and this like crazy white guy is chasing this lady who's hysterical, and she jumps in your car and is just screaming at the top of her lungs. Oh, like, it's like Bernie Mac. Bernie shit. Mac just walks into Salo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like that. What the fuck? He's the gardener. You know, someone's got to keep up the gardening. What the fuck y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's like. It smells like Dookie in here. What the hell? Who else would be good in Salo? Like. The ski, I like the idea of the ski um, or the snowboarders. I guess or no, like, they should be um, skiers, and they they are killing snowboarders. Ooh, yeah, because their snowboarders are like the, the proletariat. Yeah, yeah. Or you know who'd be like the uh, make the best face in Sallows? Jim, your old friend Jim Halpert. Oh yeah, he would he be one of the in, guards. Looks at the camera. John Krasinski yeah. is one of the guards. It's like, I don't know about this. Yeah, he looks, he keeps looking at the camera and just being like, are you getting this? And then it's, um, uh, what's his face? Who plays Michael Scott? I can't even remember. <laughs> Steve Carell. Steve Carell, <laughs> Stephen Colbert, John Stewart. <laughs> um, who's, the, yeah. who's the next big one? Brian, John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah, they're the four. They're just Daily Show. Yeah. And then it's just, and then on the the bottom are like really good club comics, you know, just cool cringe comics, like getting fucked over. 
by Comedy yeah, Central. Totally. Yeah. Because their shit's too real. It's too raw. Which one of these guys would be Nick Kroll? That's tricky. His father is a billionaire. Yeah. Didn't he like work with the CIA or something like that? Or he like Nick Kroll? Or his, Nick, or his no, father? No, his dad. I forget. His, his father's dad. like a, it's like a billionaire or some shit. Maybe a defense guy or something. Yeah, I think he's a, def- a big defense guy. But yeah, so that'd be Nick Kroll would be the president. The uh, priest would be Crystalia, who's also from some rich. Or he's like uh, his parents are uh, uh, in the biz. So they're like rich kids. Yeah, yeah, Nick Kroll's yeah. dad is yeah. in a um, owns a bond rating agency, so he's like a he's in financial stuff. It's like a stock guy. He's a financial yeah. guy. Phoebe Waller Bridges, she could be the um, magistrate, or is she one of the whores? <laughs> I mean, doesn't that feel a little? Are you saying like? Well, are you saying we should? I mean, should we do females female Ghostbusters or? Because I don't like mixing and matching. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to reboot this for so, like a modern audience, we, for four we women, di- have diversity in the cast. We have so let's just do four women. Phoebe, what's her name? Phoebe Waller Bridge. Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones. No, 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 no. And Kay McKenna. Sarah Cooper. <laughs> Sarah Cooper, yeah. Uh, I don't think she's rich. She, I, I think, but I may, think, maybe she is actually. Yeah, who the fuck knows? I think she just slit Probably. her wrist four hours ago. Yeah. When her career imploded by a Joe Biden victory. But what a ride. She just fucking did a Game of Thrones jump out the window. Everybody's cheering like, yeah, Joe Biden won. And then she just fucking says nothing, gets yeah. up, walks out of the, wind- the windowsill, dead. Yeah, like the lady at the end of Salah, the piano player. Yeah. Oh, I, did you notice how we haven't talked about how like they have... Uh... There's like planes in the sound design, planes flying by a lot. Oh yeah, that, at different moments. Those are the um, it's kind of cool. The bombers. That's like how. That's like the idea. Of the war is still going on, and they're not really paying attention. But yeah, or it's like the end of the. They're like losing. Yeah, they're lo- they're they're lame ducks outside the walls. Dude, we've been talking for two and a half hours. Well, Donald Trump is the ultimate <laughs> lame duck. Go on. I see. Well, we warmed up. We have we warmed up for like. You half put it hour. that way. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just have to do some shit on this. But uh, yeah, well, I don't know about you, but I had a great time watching this and going and then going through the memory of watching it again with you. Now, were you masturbating? Yeah. I mean, I'm masturbating. I was staring at myself in a mirror, masturbating like the president. I'm just pooping in a bedpan. Yeah. It's funny, like... Dude, does it make you kind of want to eat poop? Does it be like... I mean, like, she tells a pretty convincing story about it's, it is it as an acquired taste. Um, I'm not I'm not feeling the desire to eat poo. I gotta say... You never, when you watched it, were like, man, what is it? What, what, so, is it what she says? No. What if it's great? But anyway, I... What um, if she's right? When I was, like, trying to research this movie and trying to watch, like find more information about it like on youtube and stuff like there's so many reviews of this movie that are just like dudes like guys this movie sour like i don't even want to talk about it it's so messed up man like 
Oh man, this movie. Oh, it's so fucked up. I'm, yeah. I mean, it is one of the most fucked up movies ever made, but it. I don't think it. I don't think of it in that way. I get. It. Well, I mean, it's like uh, um, the satire blunts it almost. I think, and it or like the cartoonishness of the of it is it has like a absurdity and I think it makes it less visceral, like actually like on, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm forgetting when I, about like the first time I saw it. Yeah. And, Cause it really, that's when it has its power, but I wish I could have seen um, it in a movie theater, you know? Yeah. Arclight, Hollywood, yeah. the dome. Oh man. Seeing that in a dome or like 40 X with the seat shaking and, when, yeah, in <laughs> the water spraying when they're during the during the like the scene where the president's getting fucked. Yeah, the the seat just like boom 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, or like um, three maybe in three D, like Captain EO. Mm, yeah, totally. Smell a vision. Ooh, ooh, they have that in Korea and Japan. That I just want to come back. And, in in is that a thing still in Japan? Yeah, they pump and smell in four D X movies. Oh, that sounds we don't have that in our 40x films in America. I saw Damn. Transformers 4 in 40x, and it was so awful. There's a scene where T.J. Miller gets like lasered to death, and, expo- <laughs> and like dies in slow motion and explodes, and like it just starts like flashing lights in the theater, which really what? ruins the movie <laughs> because now you're just like seeing the like the 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 drab carpet of the theater and like the, and like, yeah. then on the ground, that's universal studios shit. Like well, this the theme park. This is at, um, that's like a theme park downtown, thing. whatever the theater is downtown in LA. And then it's like, okay. LA live. Like, like, yeah. Regal or some shit. And like, yeah, it's regal. It's regal. Then the bottom of the screen, you can see on the floor, there's a very small smoke machine that just starts going. So like the lights are flashing, I can see the smoke machine going off, and then there's just this like small, impotent cloud of smoke that's like five feet <laughs> wide, and the screen is like thirty feet. So there's all this like, it really ruined the fucking movie. It was so bad. That sounds amazing. I just wanted it to, to. That's incredible. And that movie is so long. It's like three hours long, and like by the end, I just. I want. That's what movies. All every movie should be like in like five years. That's what going to the movies is like. Apparently, my girlfriend's dad built one of those for his home, or like a reacting chair. I don't know if it does. <laughs> I don't know if it actually awesome. does like the the gyro movement, like the the twisting and turning. But I think it it might just have like a subwoofer in the seat or something. He's living his best life, dude. Living large. He's like basically living like the sallow guys. They're just you ask me. What about like James? The height of decadence. James Cameron solo mm. in 3D. They're all like mo-capped <laughs> as being these giant green things. That'd be cool, dude. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, slot. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> 